Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time now for the Danny Mac Show with BK, getting you inside the cards and St. Louis sports on 101 ESPN. Away we go, Danny Mac show on a Tuesday. We have a full day tomorrow and a full day on Thursday. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tanner, because I'm running out of time, but uh, Friday is Christmas Eve, correct? Correct. Christmas shopping done? Oh, gosh. Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I got to get on that, man. Let's just say uh, I know what I'm getting, but I haven't started. So I don't know if that's a good You mean bad. you know what you're going to give? Yes. Not what you're getting. Well, yes, correct. Yes and no? Yes. I know what I'm giving. I just haven't gotten it yet. I don't know if that's a good sign Who or a bad sign. Who do you have to buy sign. for? Uh, mom, dad, and sister. That's pretty much about it. Okay. How old your sister? I didn't know you had a sister. She is, let's see, she just, or she turned 20 like a week ago. Oh, you guys are a tight in age then. Yeah, we're boom, just boom. two years apart. Okay. All right. She's at Illinois State right now. A Redbird, huh? Yeah. In the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, speaking of the MVC, Drake predicted to win that conference. Had a game with SLU. That has been postponed. SLU had a positive test in their traveling party, and so that game was postponed. Uh, and then there's the NHL, and we're going to get into that here momentarily. Our guests coming up right around 10.30 or so, and then we'll have Alex Ferrario coming in at the tail end of the show. will be Dan Rosen of NHL.com. So the uh, National Hockey League postponed the next two Blues games. They shut down uh, cross-border travel, meaning going from Canada to the United States or vice versa, and then ultimately decided to shut down the league until after the Christmas break. Uh, I got mixed feelings about this whole thing. Um, one from the position of where the Blues are right now, minus even some of their top players, they're playing very good hockey. Last ten games, six two and two. Lindgren five and zero, one two two goals against average. So I guess the the question would be: Is the stoppage coming at the wrong time for the Blues, or is it a benefit to them because you're going to get some guys off? Uh, the COVID list, you're going to get guys that have been injured, rehabbing, uh, coming back. You know, Robert Thomas comes to mind. David Perron comes to mind. Billy Huso comes to mind. What do you do with the three goaltenders? That comes to mind when all three are healthy. I want to see the Blues at 100%, but, man, it's been fun to watch how they played. Even the game in Winnipeg, I thought it was competitive. Had a chance to win on Sunday. So that's one way to look at it. The other thing is I just hate seeing leagues shut down. And I I think if we're going to move forward in sports with the way that this thing is rolling, we're going to have to change the testing policies in sports. And the NFL is doing that. It looks like the NHL, when they come back, they're going to have to do that as well. I've been saying this, Tanner. If you tested the general public like you're testing pro athletes, we'd all probably be in COVID protocol. Uh, you know, guys are getting tested for certain teams. The Blues, it was every three days was kind of the mandate. And then they started getting hit with COVID and a lot of guys didn't have symptoms. And then they said, well, we're testing positive, so we're going to test every day. I don't see realistically how you can get through a season if you're going to test that way. 
Now, if you have home tests for the players and they're being responsible to their teammates and to the general public and to other people and a guy wakes up and he doesn't feel too too well and all of a sudden takes a home test and you do yourself a favor by either, you know, finding out if you're positive or not, then don't come to the rink. You're positive, you stay home. But if we keep testing these guys to try to get through just from a, a sports perspective, sports only, and test every day, I can't see how teams are going to be able to get through this in the NHL, especially with the cap situation that it is. Now, if you start going player for player, so player X is out and you say, okay, I can pay this guy to come in and be you know, part of our team and he's going to take us over the cap. Now, that's a different story, but currently constructed, I don't see it. I don't see how you make it. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. The NHL still, we talked with uh, David Paniota of Sirius XM NHL Network yesterday on BK and Ferrario, and I asked him, I said, you know, you look at the Calgary Flames, they've got 19 players on the list. It's hard to just replace those. It's hard sure. to do that one-for-one -one replacement and plus the quality of the ice. But I said, what about teams after this Christmas break? Is the NHL going to move towards allowing cap uh Cap, uh, I think they have to support. relieve. He said the NHL still has no intentions of doing that. I can't I, I believe them do not that. doing that because if you're testing every day, it, I mean, there are guys that are going to come to the rink that don't feel one bit of being sick. They, they're, they're vaccinated and maybe they've contracted the virus and they're like, man, I feel great. I, I got nothing wrong with me. Don't have a fever. Don't have a sore throat. Not achy. Nothing. And all of a sudden, though, you test them and then they're positive. So if you continue with the stringent testing, you're going to find out that a lot of these guys are going to go out. That, I mean, just watch what's happening. It's, it's plain as day. Yeah. So, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? <laughs> I just hope the NHL does make that decision to allow that cap, uh, kind of that cap relief, because they haven't done it yet. And I understand now it's kind of that, and he mentioned this, it's the competitive balance aspect. But, I mean, do we really want to throw teams out there where they're playing short one one guy? I mean, the Blues have done it twice now. I, I think short one guy is one thing. One skater down is one thing. When you're 18, 19 players out, that's enough. I, I would be yeah. curious of those Flames players, how many of them really were sick? Like, you know, like, boy, I can't get out of bed. I, I've got COVID and it's hit me hard and I need to recoup. Maybe some. But, I mean, you go back pre-COVID, I mean, guys would show up at the rink all the time and have a cold or whatever or the flu, and by no means am I comparing this to the flu. So understand that. And we're in a pandemic. But I'm just talking about sports right now. So understand what I'm saying here, and hopefully Tanner help me out if I'm not. If you're going to try to get through a season with the way that it's currently constructed, with testing and with salary cap, no relief, it's going to be very, very tough to do. Now, one of the things I want to ask um, Dan Rosen about is, what do you do with the Canadian teams going That's forward? It's tough. You know, uh, how do you, do you all of a sudden? I, I don't know how. I was think I've been doing a lot of thinking. Like, you know, do you say, okay, we'll just do an all Canadian like they did during COVID? It'd be an all Canadian conference division, whatever. But you're halfway through a season. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you divvy that up uh, and and try to stay fair to the teams that have played well? Or teams that all of a sudden haven't played well, they get a new life. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not sure how you pull this thing off. It's a nightmare right now for, or do you say to these Canadian teams, you're all going to come to the States and yeah. we're, we're going to figure out places to play. The problem that you have, though. Where are you going to put them? Where are you going to put them? I mean, we got concerts booked. We've got college basketball. You got pro basketball. I mean, I'm not sure trying to settle the maze of getting these teams 
to the states and finding them to where the schedule is not completely turned over, I'm just not sure how you do it. That's what puts the NHL at such a, I don't want to say disadvantage, but such a tough spot is because you look at the NFL, they don't have any Canadian team, so they can deal with this in-house. You look at the NBA, they have one, they have Toronto. What did they do last year? They brought them to, I think it was Orlando, if I'm right. not mistaken, and they played there for a while. If the NBA had to, they probably could do that again. I don't know if they really want to, but they could. You look at the NHL, you've got, what, seven teams up in Canada, and they're spread out. You've got teams on the West Coast and Vancouver. Vancouver, you got some kind of in the middle, and then you've got teams on the east coast of Canada. With seven teams, it's hard because of all the cross-border travel, and you can't, as easy as it sounds as full, you just got to put those teams into the states. It's kind of what you're talking about. You know, you've got concert venues, that are, or some of these stadiums are booked for concerts, and then you've got to figure out where you're going to put all seven teams. Are you going to keep them on the west coast if they're out there like Vancouver? Are you going to move them to the east? Where do you put them? How do you kind of fix the scheduling of everything that's gone on it's a very tough spot for the national hockey league and it was kind of the big fear i had coming into this year when you go back to the normal schedule look i'm all in favor of the normal schedule and i like that they did it and i'm glad that we're getting to see canadian teams but you just kind of felt like at some point there was going to be this cross-border travel issue in the pandemic and it was going to be how does the nhl handle it and we'll see how they do it they're in a very tough spot my guess would be it'd be a, a pretty high percentage of the players saying and this is my guess, and I'm not – there's no facts behind this. This is just my guess, my personal opinion, is that the players are going to say, loosen up the restrictions on testing because we want to play. Um, we want to find a way to play. We want to find a way to get through this. We want to find a way to entertain fans. want to find a way to make our money. want to find a way to have an 82-game regular season. want to find a way to get through the playoffs in the Stanley Cup. Hell, we've done the bubble – we got through last year. We can get through this year. That would be my guess. And I think their frustration is, and Steve Eiserman came out the other day and said it, you know, we're testing all these guys and they're going to test positive because we're testing daily. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't just read it, man. Read the what's on, you know, read what's happening. If you're going to test like this and be this stringent, there is no way you're going to make it through a season. Yeah, you're not, a, not fairly unless you're going to call up every kid from Springfield that is non, you know, COVID related. We and, can't even do that. We don't get cap relief. But that's the other thing. You're going to have to have cap relief and you're going to have to have, I think, a loosening of the, the, the testing so that we can get through this. We'll see what we'll see what lessons the NHL learns, because they've got I think after today, what do they have about six days, five days? before they want to resume the season so after the Christmas Sunday, break. Sunday, they'd be able to come back. So they've got about five days then after today, and they can even count today because they've only got two games on the docket. And we'll see what lessons the NHL learns from this. Uh, the NBA has been learning as they go. They have now allowed relief for teams when they have a guy test positive for COVID. Uh, the NFL, I'm not quite sure what. I know the NFL has kind of They're taken a step back on the yeah. loosening of the testing. But other than that, I don't know if they've given cap relief for teams. They might. I'm just not 100% sure. But, but teams are these leagues are learning as they go. We'll see what steps the NHL takes. Let's let's take this, though, step back. The, the number one thing is health and safety of individuals i think we'd all agree with that right i mean we yes. want to, we want to see people be healthy we want to see them not contract covid we want to see them uh if they get through covid that uh or have covid contracted the virus that they get through it and that everybody is safe and healthy and the players have to be on board with uh a loosening of the restrictions of testing and by all accounts it seems like across the board in these sports players are for that um, 
that's just the general feeling I get. Now, can they do that? Uh, sure. I, I think you can. And I think you can get through this. But it's also incumbent. I would say this, though, Tanner, and uh, BK is out today. We hope to have him back tomorrow. Um, it's also, though, incumbent on the individual to be responsible to his teammates, to his coaches, to his, the traveling staff, to all involved that, hey, if I don't feel well, I have a home test and I'm going to take it. I'm going to make sure that I am not, uh, can, you know, carrying the virus to the dressing room. So there's a responsibility that also goes on the individual with this as well. And I, I do think that is very important. The blue stoppage right now, and they're getting closer to full strength. But think about some of the names that have been out. Billy Huso, Jordan Cairo, Neil, Perron, Shen, Sunquist, Thomas, Wallman. It's a lot of guys that you have had out. You just got Bennington back, just got Falk back. Um, and Doug Ar- uh, Armstrong was asked about the job of the coaching staff to get through what has been a very difficult time, and the Blues have played very well. Yeah, I think uh, not as much the adversity as, as the ability to adapt to the personnel of, of how we need to play and what we need to play like, uh, or, or what our how, how we constructed the team was going to be different than how we played in the past and, and they've done a really good job of probably a better job than I have of turning a blind eye to the odd turnover uh, you know you, uh, and, and I, I'm really excited to work with these guys I think that they've done a really good job and they have done a very good job it's interesting I think one of the storylines going into the new year's we look at sports a Craig Berube contract extension if you're going to give me maybe I'll do that tomorrow maybe my like top five stories in the new year you know I like what, I, what I'm looking forward to or and and then maybe the top five athletes I'm looking forward to in the area and I think this is one of them the extension for Craig Berube um, he's done a tremendous job I've had more fun watching this Blues team this year than I have in the last couple of years for obvious reasons one the COVID situation but this has been fun to see how they've handled the adversity and to see Brown come up to see uh, Nathan Walker. I mean, some of these guys that have come up, Lindgren is a great story. They've been an entertaining hockey team. And that doesn't happen unless you have drafted well, developed well, traded well, or in this case, get in a system that works with some of these players. Um, And so the coaching staff, I think, deserves a ton of credit. That'll be definitely one of my top five storylines in sports in the area is Craig Berube and a contract extension for sure. Yeah, the work he's done has been impressive because, as you mentioned, you got the young guys that come up, and then just him being able to kind of finagle with the lines. Remember, it wasn't the Russian line that started the year out because I think he That's had right. Thomas centering Vladdy. Sod, I yeah. think, was on that line. So he, he's been able to mix and match these lines. He does a very good job of this. And me and Alex were talking about this in the offices. Me and Alex tried putting together the lines yesterday when this team's healthy. Talk about an adventure, and it's a good adventure to have because it's going to be a loaded lineup. If you're Craig Bruby, he's the guy you trust to do it because he's had so much success. Every time he makes a move and changes a line in-game or whether it be out-of-game heading into a practice, it always works. I-, I can't remember a time where I went, wow, that's the decision Craig Bruby's going to do? That didn't pan out at all. It's always like, wow, he made that one move. I didn't think it'd work, and look at what happened. That yeah. line got a goal. That line was the best line on the ice. So uh, 
I'm with you. I think that's the storyline to watch. I kind of wonder if the Blues try and get it done here over the Christmas break or if they just want to wait till the end of the season. We'll see. But I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do because I think he's going to get the extension that we've been l- looking forward to. It's kind of a Mizzou night tomorrow, by the way. You, you've got the Armed Forces Bowl. You've got also bragging rights. By the way, Army favored by five and a half. Is that right? Correct. Back to more of the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. response on the uh, the text line about how you try to make it through this NHL season. So again, the Blues uh, miss a couple of games that have been postponed this week on their Canadian swing. And then uh, my understanding is they're going to be on the ice today, Tanner. So this will be their, their final workout uh, before the, uh, the Christmas break. Um, and, you know, you, you think about guys getting their legs back. I guess the one guy I'd be concerned about going into such an elongated break would be Jordan Bennington. And now Bennington is back and he played on Sunday, but now you're going to shut him down again. And I asked Darren Pang last week, I said, from a goaltender's perspective, you're not facing shots for 10 days. What's it like? And he said, well, there's things that you can do. And they actually do this in baseball. It's kind of fascinating like I've talked uh, talked to Nolan Gorman about this, you can put on what essentially is like a 3D type mask to simulate game speed, curveball, slider, fastball, that kind of thing. You can say, okay, I want to face Nolan Ryan. I, I want to face uh, Clayton Kershaw, whatever, uh, and, and try to do that. Goalies do that as well. But the 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 hard part is for a goalie is the traffic, you know, and then – what if what if you're you're having one of those nights where you're going to see 40 45 shots 50 shots and you're in that crouch position and the the wear and tear that it puts on the knees the hammies the legs and just the game shape and and that would be my concern coming out of this is my goaltenders more probably than anybody I think the the skaters they can get back on the ice and they'll probably I mean these guys are creatures of habit a lot of these guys will work out during the break and during the time off anyway but that's what I would be concerned about, the game speed for a goalie and dealing with traffic and just your body and, and the toll that that takes. Now, you have potentially three goalies to choose from, so don't get me wrong. I mean, they've got a plethora of riches right now in Bennington. Huso will be coming back shortly, and then Lindgren, but that would be um, my concern. Uh, David Penyota is a guy that follows what's happening with the NHL. And one of the things that he talked about the other day was the offensive side of the game of the St. Louis Blues and where it stands right now. The, the confidence has trickled back into this, into this group. Um, you know, and, and we're see, we've seen that with, uh, with certainly a lot of performances. We're seeing guys that have stepped up, kind of the next crop, taking a more responsibility with this, with this group, be it Barbashev, Kairou, uh, Thomas, that have really performed well you know, so far this, this season, Bushnevich has been an excellent acquisition. Uh, they're spreading out the goal totals, they're spreading out the offense, and, and this is, to me, what certainly puts them ahead of uh, the curve for a lot of different teams out there because they've got such an arsenal that they can utilize on a game-by-game basis. 
I don't know about you folks. I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, right now the Blues have four guys with 10 or more goals. Saad, 11. Barbashev, 11. Buchnevich, 11. Tarasenko, 12. Vladimir Tarasenko looks like Vladimir Tarasenko. Wasn't sure how that was going to look, but the Russian line obviously is clicked. The Blues have eight players now with 15 or more points. Tarasenko, 29. Buchnevich, 29. Uh, Barbyshev 25, Cairo 25, Thomas 22, Peron 18, O'Reilly 18, Pareko with 15. Uh, Greg Wyshynski was uh, on a show earlier too, and he talked about the fact, and he's a guy that's kind of, you know, Greg has been covering the NHL for a long, long time, an insider, but did we sleep maybe on the St. Louis Blues? Look, when this team has been at full strength, I've been really surprised uh, how effective it's been this season quality depth that they have throughout that lineup now that you've you've had players like like Cairo really emerge as being uh, offensive forces thinking to myself that maybe we slept on this team a little bit uh, as as a as a hockey uh, media uh, prognostication uh, arm you know like maybe we didn't look at the blues long enough and say you know much like the Washington Capitals are doing over in the Eastern Conference that maybe these teams that have won cups in recent years could boomerang back and, and potentially challenge for one again. I mean, that's that's how good the Blues, when they've been at full strength, have looked at times this season. So let's hope they get there again. 17-9-5, 39 points for the Blues, third in the Central, just one point behind Minnesota. Doug Armstrong, what do you need to improve upon? you got about three months or so, I guess it is, Tanner, prior to the trade deadline. Well, I would say it's, it's closing out games. It's playing Get it, getting extremely comfortable being uncomfortable in one goal games up, down, tied in the third period. I still think we, we, we seem to have too many self-inflicted wounds, uh, turn the puck over at the offensive, defensive blue line too often in critical times. I'm also understanding of the fact that when you want to play a more up-tempo game, when you want to allow your skill to, to show itself, skill comes with risk, you know, and you have to turn a blind eye every once in a while. It's the critical times of the games where you have to, we have to have a better understanding that it's not worth the risk, even if it works out. I would say if I'm looking at the Blues, and I said this from day one, a defenseman is what I'm looking for, a, a very a, a big body, big blue line defenseman. If I could find that, I love the Blues going forward. I still like them a lot. And I thought it was interesting what Greg said there about being full strength. You know, we shouldn't sleep on the Blues. How about when they're not full strength? Don't sleep on the Blues. It's one of the things that uh, I didn't see coming, the depth that they've shown this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't think they'd have this kind of depth, especially at that forward position. You know, I figured they could survive maybe one or two injuries. But when you're talking about having about five, six guys hitting the injured list and also then going onto the COVID-19 protocol list, I mean, you got guys like Nathan Walker, Pekka played well, uh, Alexei Torbchenko played well. I, I did not see this Blues depth uh, coming into this year, and I'm with you. I think they are still missing that top four defenseman on that blue line. They still look like they need a little bit of nastiness to them. Now, with that being said, I have liked what I've seen with Nico Mikola when he's been paired with Colton Pareko. Can he be that guy? To me, this is his like three-month period to prove whether or not he's going to be that guy that can pair with Colton Pareko. I've liked what I've seen so far, but he's so green that it's it's too much to read it or it's too early to read into it just yet. But if he can continue to play like this, maybe the Blues don't need that top four defenseman. We'll mm. see. But I do like Nico Mikola a lot. Man. Physical play. I know. When you get into the playoffs, I don't know. I love their special teams. I love what I'm seeing out of the Russian line. I love what I see out of Tarasenko. Your goaltending has been solid for the most part. I just love to see that presence in the back end. 
let me, some way, somehow. Let me ask you this. We, I think it was Scott Burnside was with us last week, and he had made a comp of, you know, this team kind of reminds him a little bit of that 2019 Cup run team. A little bit, yeah. I think this team, if they're healthy, is just a little bit better than that Cup run team. And the reason I say that is because, as you mentioned, the special teams. The power play's been What about the, the grit, though, of that 19 team compared to this team? I think you kind of have that. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, a little bit of missing that. But, like, Dakota Joshua kind of provides that. Is he going to be there. in the lineup, though? That's the thing. Doubtful. When they're healthy, I don't know if he's in the lineup. I, I think he has, me and Alex were talking about this yesterday, he has 49 hits, I think, in, like, 16 games. Right. It's unbelievable. So he might be that guy. I'm with you. A little bit of that grit's missing. Who would be that guy that is going to take kind of that role of Steen where he moved down to that fourth line? Or Bo Meester. You didn't realize That's what a good Bo, one too. Bo Meester meant to this club until it, it he wasn't here. That's a good one, too. I didn't even think of that one. But the reason I said I think it might be a little bit better is because there seems to be more scoring depth on this Blues team than there was on that team, maybe just a little bit more. And I think their special teams is just a little bit better, too. Now, the two things that I think are uh, lacking from what you have on that team that you do this one is, kind of as you mentioned, the Bo Meester, kind of that, who's that other top four defenseman for you? And then the other one for me is, does Bennington get back to that level of goaltending? We've seen flashes of it this year. Absolutely. He's given yep. up three or more goals, I think, in I think it's only five games this year of his starts that he's not given up three or more goals. So that's going to be the two big things for me. All right, crossing it over. We were hoping to have BK back today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather coming back from, uh, what was he, Punta Cana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully he's back tomorrow and get well, BK. Uh, Tanner and company coming up. It's unnecessary, Dan. You caught it, why didn't do you, you? Why do you take a hit at my, my ego like that? You got it right. You got it right. You, drop, you know, Tanner. my self-esteem drops before the show after And that. company is coming up. Come on, Dan. Uh, all right, Alex. So I was getting into this in the first segment about the testing going on right now with the NHL. And am I off base by saying, I don't know if they can get through a season if they continue to test as uh, stringently as they are. Now, there's a flip side. If you lack the testing, maybe you have outbreaks and you have uh, problems with that too. I, I, I just don't know what the answer is my feeling is though from a sports perspective if you're trying to get through this and if you're going to keep the the cap ramifications in place too i'm just not sure that you can get through it as currently constructed yeah i'm with you and i don't think you were off on this at all i mean you know look what happened a couple of years ago when sports shut down like the nba was the starter for it and then everyone else kind of followed along i would imagine sports one sports league is going to be kind of the follower for the others and we've seen the nfl stop testing asymptomatic players and we'll see what the success rate with that is You know, they haven't had to postpone things, although they only have, you know, games on one day of the week and then they can spread them out. That's not what the NHL has. So, I mean, it's a double edged sword with this. You know, you test them every day. You're going to have these outcomes where you're going to have multiple players placed on the COVID protocol list and they're going to be unavailable for you. Or you go to the side of not testing the asymptomatic or not testing them every day. And then if somebody has it, then there's a massive outbreak. And then you're looking at an entire team going on the COVID list. So I have no idea what the right answer with this one is. I think the only answer on this, in my opinion, is the NHL has to give and take a little bit and sacrifice here and say, look, we're going to have to give them some type of cap relief so that teams stop playing with 17, 16 skaters in a hockey game. It sounds like to me, and I again, this is an uneducated uh inexact science of a statement that I'm making. So uneducated, no. Inexact science, yes. So so I'll I'll retract that part. Um, My feeling is, is that the players, 
would welcome a uh, a less stringent system for testing is that a lot of these guys, and by all counts, what we hear is that the NHL is 99% vaccinated, um, that they would welcome the idea of not being tested daily or however that would work or going back to every third day or once a week. I, I don't know. But it does seem like the players are saying, hey, we we don't want to be tested every day and that we want to get away from that. Would you agree? I would agree 100% with that. And you mentioned Steve Eiserman's comments. I played that on our intermission a couple of nights ago, uh, him talking about how... And even some of the Blues players on Sunday. Krug and O'Reilly were very outspoken about it. And I'm trying to find the exact quote, uh, but Connor Hellebuck, the Jets goaltender, he spoke earlier this morning and said this is a little bit of overkill right now in the NHL of shutting down the entire league for this holiday break and trying to fix things. And I get where he's coming from because even Robert Bortuzzo, uh, he was visibly frustrated with the restrictions that were placed back in place, the protocols for the teams, because he's like, I think we would have liked to be involved in those conversations rather than just being told, Hey, we're shutting things down. But I mean, if you don't do this and this is the hardest part right here, Dan, if you don't Are you do being this, irresponsible, it's not just that. Look at what Calgary had to go through. Calgary so, put 19 people into the COVID protocol within a week. So if uh, if one of the Blues would have tested positive Sunday morning in Winnipeg, would they have had to stay there across the border for how many days? From my understanding, if they tested positive in Canada, they either had to stay there for two weeks or the team slash the player would have had to pay for a private, private plane. jet plane yeah. to come get them and take them home. And the Blues were doing that, correct? I think they, they they were sending private planes to if a guy was on the road. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't even know if they had. I, I'd have to look at it because I know uh, in Tampa, Justin Falk was the one that went into COVID protocol. So I would imagine they had to, to fly him back. So, yeah, you're probably right. I'm not 100% on that. But uh, the Blues, I mean, they weren't leaving guys locked into the cities that they were in on the road when they tested positive. Um, so then I guess the question is, you come back after the Christmas break here on Sunday does a league look at realignment of some sort? Can you do that in a way that is fair and because uh, you want to get the games in? So do you do you try to make it to where you, you do an all-Canadian division, conference, whatever, and, and realign this thing in the middle of the season? Can you do that? I don't even know if you can do that. I, I don't know either. Without shutting things down for a longer period of time, because think about it, you're not just realigning the Canadian division. You're realigning exactly. every single division. And we had that last year where the Blues had to play in the West. Are you going to do that? A team has to agree to that. And then you're restructuring the entire schedule because are you playing the same schedule that you had prior? I don't think it's going to get to that point, at least from David Pagnota, what he told us yesterday. Uh, it does sound like now that the Olympics, I don't know if it's officially from the NHL, but Frank Saravalli has said like it's pretty much confirmed. I mean, how could they yeah. if, if you're going to try to get so you get those two weeks and you're going to try to get the postponed games in. There's your window to get some of this stuff in. 100% correct. And I mean, I think they got, at least as of yesterday, there were 27 games postponed. But now that they shut everything else down, I right. mean, you're probably looking at 40 to 45 games rescheduled. So if you're to realign the, the divisions, I mean, you're not just rescheduling that time, but you're rescheduling everything because teams are playing against the East. You have to take the Canadian games out of the schedule. That would just be a, a nightmare. And if yeah. it got to that point, I think they would have to go into a shortened season again. Uh, well, the virus is not going anywhere. No. And uh, sports are trying to figure out ways to deal with it. I am uh, curious if the NHL will follow suit a little bit like the NFL is doing 
And uh, it does seem like they're going to loosen up some of the restrictions on testing and that kind of thing. And if the NHL does that, if other leagues are going to follow suit. Yeah. I mean, and, and they could. Do you do either of you know, has the NBA done that? I don't know. I was actually going to look that. I don't think they've loosened testing. What they have done is they have loosened the kind of the restraints on when you have someone go on the list. Right. And I think they've loosened it to get guys out of COVID protocol. Correct. Where I thought the NHL did that also, where before it was you had to have three negative tests within 24 hours. And I think it's two now. So they've restricted. But that's the other thing. I haven't seen a whole lot of players go into the NHL COVID protocol and come out of it, which is interesting because... From Tory Krug's perspective, where he spoke a couple of days ago, he said that a lot of the guys that are getting it are asymptomatic and they don't right. have any problems, but we haven't seen anybody come out of the COVID protocol. So one of the things I was saying is that it's incumbent on a player, if you loosen up the restrictions and you have home tests, that if a guy wakes up and he's not feeling well, take the test yeah. and, and don't come in. And But... It, Again, it's a responsibility of the individual to make sure that he's going to keep other people safe, not just his teammates, but the general public, too. If you have these home tests and you wake up and you might have the flu, but you might think it's COVID Mm -hmm. and you test for COVID to make sure that you don't infect others. Yeah. Can you trust guys to do that? I don't know. I mean, that's that's maybe one of the ways that you try to, to battle this. And I, that's, I, I just don't know. That's the hardest part with this one, too, Dan, because, uh, I mean, and again, these are very slim scenarios we've seen. But look at what we've seen in, in occasion, not just in the NHL, but in the NFL of guys falsifying their COVID shot yeah. records and things like that. So how are you going to take a guy at his word saying, oh, yeah, I'm fine. It's nothing. And he does have it. And it is contracted through the entire team. I think that's at least the bigger fear from the NHL. And Robert Portuzo said it best. We don't care how we get there. We want to finish the season. Yeah, That's the biggest thing for these guys. They don't want to shut it down for two months. And they're not going to go in a bubble again. Exactly. They will refuse to go into a bubble. So they don't want to shut it down and then do a 56-game condensed schedule. They just want to play a normal season. What's coming up on your show? So we got JR uh, of The Athletic. Of course, Jeremy Rutherford. He's in the middle of the media session right now after the practice uh, for the Blues before they head into this holiday break. So he's going to join us. I believe we're at 1130, but he said it might fluctuate depending on how long these interviews go. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how this pause right here, Dan, might be a perfect time for Doug Armstrong to lock up Craig Berube. And I think you have to do this. So I'm doing my top five storylines to look forward to in yeah. sports in the area next, uh, what, tomorrow, right, Tanner? Correct. Oh. Just uh, top five players to look forward to. Oh, yeah, I just baby. booked a couple of segments because our guest today didn't come through. Come on, Dan. So I just figured I'd just book it myself. Sorry, Tanner. Way um, to go, Tanner. Anyway, that's I, one of my storylines. I got no comment. Peruby? Yeah. It uh, it's be. a big one. So so I'll give this nugget. Uh, JR and I were talking this morning, and I had this for post-game against the Jets, and it didn't happen. His next win is win number 200 for Craig Berube in his coaching career. He's one of he, he will be one of seven NHL former players that have played in 1,000 games and also wow. won 200 games in the NHL. It's impressive. Very impressive, and I think you have to lock him up. Uh, I, I just think the job that he's done with the injuries they've had, the COVID hits that they've had, and didn't miss a beat, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, kept on going, and, and he deserves a ton of credit for that. Yeah. So, All right, looking forward to your show. This is 101 ESPN, and I'll be back with you tomorrow at 10. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. 
Peloton, motivation that moves you. 